welcome to Goodfeels. My name's Phoebe and this podcast is here to serve as a timely reminder to us all that there is so much good in this world. We've all heard that saying, if you choose a job you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. So how much does your job really feel like work? Granted that no matter how much you love your job, we're all going to have stressful days. But there are some people who literally get paid to eat ice cream, watch Netflix, take naps and even test water slides. If this list has got you thinking that it might be time for you to hand in your resignation, then don't worry because there are plenty more cool jobs where those came from. I think that kids actually have the right idea when it comes to choosing a career. And if you think back to what you wanted to be when you were little, it was all based around something you'd love to do. I can't believe I'm going to admit this. And as lame as it sounds, I remember I was hell bent on becoming a tooth fairy. But if only I'd known that a professional mermaid was also a legitimate job, I might have changed my aspirations a lot sooner. Hi, my name is El Jimenez. I have been a professional mermaid for almost four years now. Before I became a mermaid, I actually did not know how to swim at all. I was terrified of the water. I got swimming lessons. I got lifeguard certified. I do a lot of kids parties. I do corporate events. Weekends, I do one to five events. Sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they're an hour and a half. I can hold my breath about two and a half minutes on a good day. I'm always in water. While that sounds right up my alley, I know that a mermaid's probably not everyone's style, particularly if you don't like the water. But what about getting paid to eat ice cream all day? I know that sounds so far-fetched, but an ice cream flavor creator, or as they call them at Ben & Jerry's, flavor gurus, is a legitimate job that can pay around 60 grand a year. My name is Eric Fredette. I am a Ben & Jerry's flavor guru, and I have the best job in the whole world. I was working previously at the manufacture of cookie dough pieces for cookie dough ice cream. So I had met the entire team here. And then when a position opened up, I called and said, hey, <laughs> let's make ice cream. Everyone asks the same question when you tell them that uh, you make ice cream for a living. Which flavors do you make and where is it? Do you have some in the freezer right now? And I don't usually, so I go to the grocery store and I look in the freezer case and I go, that one's mine, that one's mine, that one's mine, that one's mine. Rock and Blondies, uh, peanut butter half-baked, peanuts and popcorn, PB&J, I thought was amazing. People didn't get it. The brownie batter core was mine. And chocolate therapy, if you like chocolate, that is your flavor. If you're thinking what I'm thinking, like, where do I submit my resume? then the next question you might be wondering is what does a typical workday look like? Well, lucky for you, my friends, I have the inside scoop. So a typical day, first thing in the morning, 9 a.m., you are sitting in the cutting room, tasting ice cream, no coffee. You want a clean palate for that. Some mornings very early, you could be on the factory floor testing something new or making a new item for the first time. Then usually coffee, getting ingredients out, setting up machines, and then usually afternoons back to either meetings or I usually like to make ice cream in the afternoon. It's really hard to imagine how you could have a bad day when you're surrounded by ice cream. But I guess the thing to remember is every job has its ups and downs. While a bad day for most of us would be something like missing a deadline or clashing with a colleague, At least for Dave, a bad day ends with a really fun story for a dinner party. We have a full-on flavor graveyard 
at the Waterbury site. I do have flavors that are in the graveyard, and we put one to rest last summer, I think it was. I made Rainforest Crunch, which was a, a beloved flavor that is in the graveyard. And I got to preside over the, the ceremony um, as the clergy. We had mourners and everything. There are definitely some that uh, some flavors that I thought would be amazing um, that didn't really work out. Um, peanuts and popcorn is probably a really good example. So caramel corn and toffee peanuts, right? Like Cracker Jacks. After a couple weeks and popcorn gets soggy, not so good. Look, I'm just gonna put it out there and let you all know that I worked at Cold Rock and not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty good at mixing ice cream. But as it turns out, that's probably not enough to get me across the line because a lot of flavor gurus have studied other food science or gone to culinary school. But if you haven't, don't worry, because according to Dave, the most important thing you can have in this role is an open mind and a lot of creativity. I'm one of eight children, so there was always meals for 10 on the table that needed to be made. So I started cooking very early. I guess I was encouraged almost to play with my food. I feel the things that I liked as a child, I still love because they're nostalgic. They bring back good memories. Um, it evokes an emotional response usually. Okay, so if you're feeling more inspired than ever, let's take a look at the cool job classified. These are some actual jobs that have openings right now. You could be a pet food taster. Yep. You heard that right, you can get paid to taste pet food. Now, here at Goodfeels, we do not like animal testing, so we were thrilled to hear that a human steps up to the plate, quite literally in this case, and to be honest, who hasn't tasted pet food at least once in their life? And according to my mum, I used to actually be quite partial to a goodo. The best thing about this job is you can actually earn up to 100k a year. But taste aside, the nutrition component is what's really important here. So a lot of pet food tasters are qualified dietitians or nutritionists. So again, eating pet food might not be for you, but I think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find someone who wouldn't want to get paid to sleep. Yes, you can be a professional sleeper. Now, this one comes in a couple of different forms. You can either work as a bed or mattress tester, where essentially you get paid to trial different products like sheets, mattresses, blankets, lighting, etc. And then all you have to do is provide some really honest feedback on how it affected your sleep. Sounds pretty simple, yeah? Uh, the next option is participating in sleep experiments, where you essentially sleep for a certain number of hours, sometimes even days, under the supervision of a doctor or team of medical professionals. Now, that second one does to me sound a little bit like a Stranger Things episode, but participating in a sleep experiment can pay you up to $18,000. Now, where are all my people who love Hollywood and celebrities? Because you could be a seat filler, which is exactly as the name suggests. It's someone who fills empty seats at big award shows or TV tapings purely for aesthetic purposes. Now, unfortunately, this one doesn't technically pay. It is a volunteer position, but you do get a free meal and there is also the potential that you could be seated next to someone super famous. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I've always wanted to get into the Logies, so this is one that I might actually look into for myself purely for a work experience and curiosity purpose. 
And speaking of TV, what if I told you there was a way you could get paid a couple of hundred bucks a week to binge watch TV shows in your pajamas from the comfort of your own home? I mean, I don't know about you, but that just sounds like a Friday night for me, but it's also a real role that Netflix actually hires for and the job is officially called a tagger. Now, firstly, you might be wondering where the actual work part of this comes in and essentially taggers watch movies and TV shows and then categorize them with descriptive tags and keywords. So we all know that streaming services like Netflix group their content into genres, making it easier for us to search. So things like rom-coms, action, comedy, kids, etc. But then they also have like hyper-specific genres like Emmy award-winning films and Australian dramas from the 1980s. And there are literally thousands and thousands of these categories, which is all a tagger's work. But I think the coolest part about this is I didn't realize that the work of the taggers actually also feeds into the Netflix algorithm. So You know, when you watch a show or a movie and then you get a list of recommendations based off things you've already watched. Yeah, that is a tagger's work again coming into play. I did not know that there were people behind that job. I just thought it was like the computer or the technology, but actually it's a very important job. And working at Netflix also comes with some other pretty cool perks. But it's still an awesome gig, and anyone lucky enough to nab it will also be able to watch stuff before it hits Netflix officially. Oh, and you get a free Netflix account. Dream job! Score! A job where you get to work in your underwear is a hard one to come by, my friend. Good luck. So I guess the moral and whole purpose of this episode is really just to remind us that there are so many fun ways we can make a living. And whether you want to trade in your corporate 9 to 5 to go and test water slides, or you might even just want to make some extra money on the side by watching movies... Remember that above all else, just make it your mission to do what you love and then it won't feel like work. That's it from me. But for more feel good content, check out the Good Lad official socials and I'll catch you back here on Wednesday to talk to some seriously talented pets.